Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. I want to end my show today on an uplifting note. Lee Noodleman Sussman was an obvious choice for this. Lee is a performance artist and showcases at various platforms in South Africa. She has been involved in multiple community projects, including the running of Urban Arts Platform, an NGO which she launched in 2010 to encourage urban renewal of inner city Johannesburg through the arts. The organization won the Johannesburg Development Agency Caring Joburg Halala Award in 2012. Lee's latest endeavor is to perform a collection of Yiddish songs together with stories about her great-grandmothers entitled entitled Abyssal Levo. Lee, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much, Cherise. Thanks for having me. Lee, I thought we would end what has been kind of a rough week for the community (laughs) on a note talking about creativity, Mm. dance and fun. And I'd like to start off with the project that you did in the inner city of Johannesburg Mm. because you worked with children. Yes. And children are uninhibited and have a natural happiness and joy in them. Mm. And um, and I just wondered, when you work with children, are they e- all equally good? Does it matter? Can you <laughs> spot talent a mile away? Yes. So um, the most rewarding thing that happened to me recently is one of the children who was involved in that project recently graduated from, from um, AFTA. And I just, you know, she was interested in drama. She was interested in performance. And I think she's the exception. I don't think everybody <laughs> everybody has a love or a, Everyone wants a lightness of being, but not everybody has. It's not, you know what? It's not even talent because um, I'm very, very lucky to be related to Aviva Pelham, who's an opera singer in Cape Town. And um, through that, she helped me a lot with this Yiddish project, actually. And I remember her saying, it's not actually about how much talent you have. She said, I'm not such a good singer, actually. Um, the, the, the thing is hard work dedication? Are you willing to put in the hours? It's not an easy life, actually, to be in the arts, particularly in South Africa. So you really have to love it. You have to want to do it. So maybe it's more a passion and a desire to achieve than actual talent. I think talent is a very small part of it. Can you Um, manage without talent? um, (laughs) It's hard to know what talent is. Um, Someone might have an interesting voice. Maybe they don't have a beautifully classically trained voice. But so it's hard to know what talent is. I think it's it's more what your personal preference is and, and are you willing to go the extra mile. So it's hard work, dedication and mm. passion and desire to be part yeah. of something that's, that's And I think, you know, if you if you're willing to do it, also to know which niche to fall into. I, I I was in a ballet youth company, and my teacher always used to say that I don't have the body for ballet, but I loved dancing, <laughs> and I needed to get the training. So actually, I, you know, I worked really hard, and then and I did dance, and I did dance professionally. So it's about finding your niche. When, firstly, do you agree that ballet teachers <laughs> and, and other teachers of the art mm. should be prohibited as kind of signing a document to kind of discourage <laughs> The people under their care because yeah. it is so you're it not be the first so destructive. person yes you're not the first person in fact a friend of mine who admits she has absolutely no talent was mm. when she was a little girl of five years old mm. as little girls of five year old do mm. was dancing around and her mother's friend said to her my gosh she really dances badly and she <laughs> too <laughs> terrible it's too and she terrible. said she never really danced again yeah. uh, it, this ability to cut people down so quickly I know it, it was quite devastating I think it also made me strong um, and 
And it definitely <laughs> was that being in that youth company in that hect it was a hectic environment and we were dancing from three o'clock in the afternoon till eight o'clock at night the whole weekend. I think it really formed the foundation of who I am as a person now. The fact that I'm still around, I'm still performing, um, is definitely due to that discipline and that it was it was hardcore. But I think when you're teaching small children, it's so important to encourage them and to to build a love for the arts. And I think <laughs> I was just speaking to someone this morning about how we're just totally lacking in culture in Johannesburg. There's so much stuff out there, mm. but nobody goes. The audiences are so small and why? And I think partly it's, you know, to develop a love for culture and young children. It's so, so important. And then just the very act of dancing. Mm. The very, and I'm not talking about ballet now. I'm just mm. talking about moving to music. Yes. Is, offers some kind of release. Absolutely. I actually wrote a paper on this, interestingly enough. I should have read it before I came here. But I was, I, when I was running Urban Arts Platform, I wasn't just teaching kids. Part of what we did was to also have events um, in open spaces in the city and dance. Firstly, there were so many dance groups um, working all over the city and in townships. And dance was the one thing that was so popular at these mm-hmm. events. People really connected to to movement. Um, I think it's this weird thing. It's something that we all have inside of us that we want to move and our bodies want to move to the rhythm. I think it's something to do with our heartbeat. It's there that that rhythm and that movement is inside of all of us. And it's and it's uplifting, and it's, it can be creative, and it. Mm. Um, I think it, just as we get older, we become more self conscious, and our ability to kind of really enjoy ourselves might definitely mm-hmm. yeah. diminish. We we definitely are more inhibited, and we have stress in our lives. And what's so interesting, um, part of the work that I did um, at university was something called physical theatre. And um, in physical theatre, you have to do a lot of contact improvisation. And in places like um, New York and England, where people aren't, um, maybe they live lonely lives, they have contact improvisation classes just to get people <laughs> to, to, touch. To, to touch. Because some people don't ever have contact with another human being. Um, and I think that's also where dance maybe speaks to people. It's this wanting to connect on a very deep, human, basic level. And when you talk about um, you, your art, you do interconnected art. Mm. Are the arts necessarily interconnected? Do you so those who can sing can they also dance? So I, I don't mutually think exclusive? so. <laughs> I wish I'm a jack of all trades and maybe not good at anything. Um, I studied multidisciplinary performance um, at a master's level, so I was in a class with clowns and visual artists and. Um, I majored in dance and design at university in my undergrad, but I think I don't. I don't know. I think as artists, it's very important to have an appreciation for all the other genres, um, but it doesn't mean that you you can't do one thing and really get down to the nitty gritty of it and just be a visual artist. But um, I think some of the greats, like I'm just thinking of William Kentridge, he he does it all. I mean, he does film and he does um, performance works and he and he's a visual artist as well. And he himself is multidisciplinary, but he also collaborates with other artists mm. um, and top artists in their field to make amazing, amazing work. So it can work either way. We're going to take, I think, a break now, and then after the break. We're going to look at what it is like to be part of a dance company and whether it is as glamorous inside as it looks outside. <laughs> Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert.
And I am talking to Lee Noodleman Sussman, who is a multimedia artist. Can I call you that, Lee? Um, <laughs> I think a multidisciplinary. Multidisciplinary yeah. artist. You started off in dance. That mm. was your passion. Yes. What is it like to have a career in dance? Ballet. Um, I mean, I don't think I ever had a ballet career in dance, <laughs> although I could have. Um, it's it's cutthroat. It's very competitive. Um, but I and it's really hard work. Um, but this was at at a particular youth company. I never experienced being in a in a professional ballet company, so I'm not sure. I'm sure that the pressures are different. Um, but it was also unbelievable. It was I was working, and I think, you know, as a as a Jewish girl at King David, as a teenager, I felt so privileged that here I was <laughs> dancing in a studio all day with girls from Alex and with boys from Soweto. It was really fantastic, and it really was. Um, it it was a good foundation, and and we were working towards a common goal. And we had a common enemy, my ballet teacher. <laughs> right. Same said one mentioned earlier. Um, and also, he he was quite, um, he was a visionary, Martin. I mean, I say he was a common enemy. He really was a visionary. He got these girls when they were in, I think they were Orange Grove Primary. And he and he did a few exercises, w- exercises with them and he saw their potential. And these are dancers now. Kitty Petler still at Joburg Ballet. Teresa Magong was dancing overseas. The, the list goes on. He was really a visionary. And he also, which was so spectacular, is that he got the best choreographers in South Africa to choreograph on us. So I've worked with Gregory Makoma and I've worked with Vincent Manso and Adele Blank. I mean, it was just, it was... It was amazing. It was so eye-opening. Is it fun being on stage? Um, yes. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it fun? I feel like it's just a part of my, my life and it's a is part it, of my is identity. Or is it hard, just hard work? Is there a glamour and a excitement? I think, I think the glamour is that, that I suppose everybody's looking at you and, and watching you and, and your ego is like it can expand. But the, the other side of it is performing is really stressful and um, it's, there's a lot of tension, um, and and you, and it's exposing. And part of performing is also being vulnerable. I think good performers are vulnerable and show their vulnerability on stage, and that's what that's what makes people connect with right. them. Um, and it's sometimes it's hard to get to that place all the time, but yeah. And for you, the move from ballet to Yiddish singing <laughs> was that a natural leap? Um, I was involved in an international collaboration as a dancer and part of the performance I had to sing and I found my voice and singing has now become a part of my performance genre, I guess. Um, and I sing in a shul choir and, and yeah, so now I sing. It's part of my, my world as well. And Yiddish? Yiddish, um, <laughs> I, the rabbi at the show where I sing suggested that I, that I do this and I didn't realize how profound it would be and how amazing it would be and what a journey it would be into my own heritage. And it's so much a part of my, the very fibers of my being. I feel like the language is living through me. Do you speak Yiddish? I don't. I don't speak Yiddish. Did you grow up in a Yiddish household? Um, like I remember my, my grandparents speaking to my great grandmother in Yiddish and my auntie Blima who, yeah, she speaks Yiddish, but it wasn't very much a part of my world. Mm-hmm. But it's it's 
the culture is there, um, a whole way of being, I think. We all came from Eastern Europe, and, and it's there. The language and the culture are very much connected. And to learn the songs? It was hard. <laughs> um, I would sing them in my car. Um, I would sing them in the shower. <laughs> I would sing them to my children to, to drum the words into my memory. Um, because, and also with Yiddish, every song is a story and you yeah. have to know what every single word means in order to put that story across to your listeners and to your, to your viewers. And the Yiddish music really does encapsulate the life of the times as well. You know, they, that culture yes. is in the music. And, and we were talking about the show being uplifting. And a lot of songs I have know that are Yiddish, <laughs> kind of a very tear-jerking kind of songs, mm, you know. They mm. kind of evoke so so much emotion. But there is also light-hearted Yiddish music, yes. There is. There's fun. <laughs> well, I think this is the joy in Yiddish language and also the joy in the music is that it's both, right? There's so much sadness, but there's also... So much happiness as well. And, and I would say, I mean, I know these are songs from long ago, but the songs, you can do so much with them. And the, the stories and the, the, the lessons that are in every single song are so valid still to us today, which is why I, I just love, love singing them. Lee, we are, I want to leave opportunity for us to um, go out with one of your songs. Um, do you want to tell me which song you've chosen? So I've chosen Abigazund because you wanted something quite uplifting. Um, the song, I, I say in, in the show that I do about my great-grandmothers, this is like my great-grandmother um, lived a very ascetic life. And I think the message in the song is very similar. As long as you're healthy, you don't need much. <laughs> you just need a shoe, a sock, a dress without patches, a few measly coins in your pocket and a good laugh and a schnapps once in a while with a friend. <laughs> so is that the, the essence of the song? That is the, the essence of the song. Okay, we're going to play out of it. But before we do, um, I want to ask you if anybody would like to hear your music or get hold of your CDs mm. or book you for a performance. Yes. Or be in touch with you in any way because I know you do a whole host of different things. I do. Um, <laughs> how should they be in contact with you? Um, you can email me um, on Lee, L-E-I-G-H, at My Dream Wardrobe. That's my personal styling business. We my, can talk about that next. Okay. <laughs> MyDreamWardrobe.co.za. Um, I do have a blog for the Yiddish Music Project, which is Abyssal Liber dot blogspot dot com um, and you can also you can download the music at SoundCloud for free and listen to all the songs on SoundCloud if you just go to Lee Noodleman on SoundCloud you'll you'll find me um, Lee thank you very much for coming in thank you for providing a little bit of um, fun and uh, <laughs> charm and uh, magic into the afternoon well, thank you for having um, me so certainly much. before Shabbos before Shavuot mm -hmm. um, thank you for joining me thank you to all our listeners for joining 